Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I am Will Heisentruitt, and this is Sometimes Baseball. I am joined by a man who majored in sports communications, minored in both economics and political science, someone who always just seems to find himself rooting for the best football teams, and my longtime <laughs> friend, Riley Richardson. And today we will be taking a dive into his relationship with the game of baseball. How are you doing, Riley? Oh, not too bad. Can't complain about yourself. I'm doing fantastic. I feel like you were, I felt like you were link, reading my LinkedIn page right there. I, that's exactly what I did. I went on to your LinkedIn page. <laughs> nice to see you do your research, at least. <laughs> I was trying to find something to uh, see what I could uh, connect here to drive the conversation further. You know. There you go. There you go. All right. Now, as the title suggests, this is part of the personal podcast series where a commenter is randomly selected from our social media platforms to join the show and talk about baseball. If you like what you are hearing and want more, we also hold a weekly episode covering a wider scope where the agenda covers our random thoughts, baseball history, takeaways from the season, larger overall baseball topics, drafts, trivia, song lyrics, movie quotes, and trending Twitter topics. If any of our listeners have a fun Twitter story they want us to talk about, trivia they think can stump David Carey or our guests, you can be a part of the show. All you have to do is reach out to us on either Instagram or TikTok. On Instagram, you can DM us at sometimes baseball. On TikTok, you can reach us at sometimes.baseball. Additionally, if you like our logo, head on over to teespring.com slash store slash sometimes baseball for branded apparel. If you don't like any of the current designs, you can reach out to our email, which is sometimes baseball at gmail.com. All right, let's <laughs> today, jump in. Today would have uh, today would have been a good Twitter day. Today would have been a very good Twitter day. We're not good. I know exactly what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording on a Tuesday, September 8th for if this comes out later. But yes. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave you to that. I won't. We won't go down that route. Yeah, uh, definitely not. Uh, this is a kid's show. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, jump into it. So Riley, who is your team and how tell us how you got into baseball? Well, I'm a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. I was born and brought up in um, Northern Virginia, like the greater Washington, D.C. area. But all of my dad's family is from Boston. And he actually grew up being able to hear the calls from Fenway Park if the wind was blowing right. He grew up, uh, shoot, I think three quarters of a mile from Fenway, right outside of Boston in Brookline, Massachusetts. And so it's always just been like, I've always, I, I had this discussion with someone recently where it's Boston is as far as well as the Patriots do and the Bruins do, Boston is a rare city in America where they're act- it's I would say it's a baseball city. People live and die by the Red Sox. And it's like the Patriots, the Patriots were, I mean, they've only, they were dog awful. It's, you know, they had lost Super Bowl in 96 and I think 80, 85, yeah, 85 and 96. But other than that, I mean, they were terrible for their history. Bruins, you know, to give and take whatever you want, but people in Boston live and die by the Red Sox. And so it's, it was something where it was just never even like an option. I mean, even though my, like, I would say my dad isn't the biggest, he doesn't like follow the Red Sox, like doesn't watch every single game. Like it's still just like something you live and die by. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how I was raised. It's funny. I have, I remember when my brother was, oh, he was like five or six or something like some, an age like where he didn't, wasn't old enough to understand the implications. He had like, he used to get sports illustrated for kids yeah. and, he had he had hung up a picture of Derek Jeter in his bedroom it was the face of baseball I would say for a number of years or at least at least one of them and I had like as like a you know a 10 year old who was an older brother and like 
kind of an asshole. I kind of, I, I know it's like, well, you can't have this up in your room. And I like ripped it down. And I remember normally I would have gotten punished for something like that. But my dad was like, oh no, he's right. <laughs> I take no issue with him doing that. So yeah, that's all, that's all I would, I would say I got into baseball, you know, it was just kind of something where it's like you grow, you're, you are able to understand what baseball is and guess what? You're a Red Sox fan and you will live and die by this team for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it sounds like you really got into it at a good time because the Red Sox. (laughs) See, if you were born in like the fifties or something, that probably wouldn't be too good, but you're born in the late nineties. And by the time you started getting into baseball, the Red Sox, the Red Sox are, a household name they oh yeah win, they're winning world series i think they have four since the turn of the century mm-hmm. yeah 2004 2007 2013 and then 2018 yeah and it's funny because i actually like one of my first cognitive memories that i can actually recall is was 2004 when i remember i think we were in i think we were somewhere in north carolina doing something and it was when the alcs when they were down Oh, three. And I remember they lost game three. 19 to eight. Yeah. They got shelled. <laughs> they got absolutely shelled. It was, it was not good. And I was like, I, I, 2004, how would, I would have been, I think I would have been five or six at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm, I do communications, not math. Um, <laughs> but I remember like my, my dad still talks about this day. I was just like, Oh yeah. Like, don't worry. Like they're just going to come back like from like, Oh, three, like completely serious. I was literally just like, don't worry. They'll come back. And my dad was just like, you could like you if you talk to any old like Red Sox fan, like you can still see the deep and like seething pain in their eyes anytime you bring up like any like even the even the team, you know, they've won four World Series like since two thousand four. And my like dad still isn't comfortable with like a five run lead anytime in the playoffs because it's just like it's like I've seen this movie before. So yeah, definitely like and you know, obviously then like you mentioned, you watched four days in October today. You know, they ended up coming back. I like can pretty much not like I mean I don't recall every single game, but like I can recall watching that and then I remember my dad, like my parents waking me up for game four of the World Series against the Cardinals, you know, when they were about to win because we it was like those games used to go late, so we couldn't like yeah. make it up that late. But yeah, no, it's definitely was was and is still in some ways uh a good time to be Red Sox. I mean certainly, you know, this whatever 16 years has been better than any any other 16 years since 1918 yeah. um so yeah definitely definitely consider and that's i mean that's true for boston sports in general you know and i don't i'm you mentioned about football um i don't know i just graduated from clemson university so i always seem to find teams at the right time yes um, two, na- two national champion two national championships isn't too shabby any time as a student but yeah no definitely definitely consider myself very fortunate to have come in to the franchise, you know, when I did. I think you hold the envy of many sports fans out there. <laughs> you are a fan of all uh, Boston sports. I don't know. Are you a fan of the Celtics or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, okay. Like, all right, yeah. All, all, four. So, all four teams have won a championship. The Patriots have won six in your lifetime, thanks to mm-hmm. Tom Brady. In your time in college, where you went to Clemson, you had two national championships and two Super Bowls. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely very, 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 very fortunate um, to have come into things when I did. And it's so funny because people will just be like, people just be like, like older, like people who are Boston fans will just be like, oh, you're like my uncle, my dad will just be like, you're so spoiled. Like, you don't even know that like years and years of torment and pain that we've had to endure. Like, you guys got it so good. Yeah, because before the 2004 World Series, the the Red Sox, I think, were in four World Series 
and they lost all of them in game seven. Yes. And what they yes. did in 2004 was literally impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it had never been done, first and foremost. In all four major sports, teams that are down 0-3, a 1.1% chance of winning because they've won four total before that, other than the Red Sox, and they're all in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, yep. David Ortiz had two walk-off hits on the same mm-hmm. day because <laughs> the first one was after midnight. Yes. Yeah. Also, you had to Mariano Rivera had to blow not one but two consecutive saves on consecutive mm-hmm. days. Like this is stuff that just doesn't happen. No, no, and it's it was just like I rem- I remember this one line. I can't remember who I can't remember which guy it was in the four days in October. They were like that is literally like that had to be what it took to break. Yeah the curse of the Mambino was just like the most impossible you know you get shelled in game three you're down like like you're down and out you know you come back like literally no one is expecting you to win and it's not even like they had the Yankees had a better roster it's not even like it was like a team that was supposed to like supposed to win and they were just like oh you know they haven't showed them no like the Yankees had a better roster they had one of the best players in the MLB, if not the best in Derek Jeter. They had Mariano Rivera, like unequivocally the best closer of all time. Alex and is. Yeah, they had A-Rod. Did they have uh, Roger Clemens? I'm not sure. But, yeah, I, the, the early 2000s Yankees were loaded. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, for sure. And, and, and especially given how it had ended the year before with Aaron Boone, it was, it was just so, like, the gravity of that, win and the gravity of the way the manner in which they did it was it almost it almost reminds me whenever I think about it it's almost reminds me of the U.S. hockey team like beating Soviet Russia and it's also like a nice analogy because we get to think of the Red Sox as the good guys and the Yankees as the bad guys but it's no and it's funny like that way too because it's like well that was only the semifinals like they only beat the soviets in the semifinals they still had to beat mm-hmm. finland i think it was in the gold medal game but no one ever remembers that like no one ever remembers the fact that they swept the cardinals in four games in the world series it's only oh holy holy crap they beat the uh, they beat the yankees you know down 03 and then the other the other world series runs have been kind of i mean not forgettable is obviously a wrong a wrong word to use but 04 was just so much of like elevated above there were so much emotions wrapped so oh yeah emotions wrapped up in the wins and the losses and oh yeah what people were dealing with for the first time in their lives <laughs> people in their 90s this is the first time it's exactly ever <laughs> exactly yeah no it's literally people like if you were born after the year of 1918 you would not have seen it mm-hmm. which is absurd yeah, think about the Cubs though. That, but we don't like. Yeah, that. yeah, no. I was, I was definitely, <laughs> definitely very. I have a couple good friends who are Cubs fans, and I was definitely. That's one of those things where it's like cool, to be like, you know what, you can't, you can actually sympathize with them because I mean, I, well, the Cubs was what, one hundred and six, eight, one hundred eight, one hundred eight. Yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, eighty four and one hundred eight. It's like, you know, it's not the same, but it's like basically it's this yeah. yeah it's 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 bad and yeah i i remember i watched it happen in um 2016 with a couple of my cops friends and they were just like my like they were like my dad's so emotional like he's crying <laughs> like yeah. i mean this is they're like this is cool but like this is nothing compared to like what my dad and my granddad are feeling yeah it's uh it's funny that the game of baseball can do that to people and oh yeah sports in general it's people they tie themselves to things outside of their normal lives and just 
it really moves their emotions. People live and die by it. Exactly. Sports is the coolest thing out there. (laughs) Oh, easily. No question. All right. So uh, getting back into your nostalgia on the game, did you grow up playing baseball? So I played baseball, I think probably, probably until like the third grade. So I didn't really grow up playing it. I was always a, Switch to lacrosse, mm-hmm. which I know is, is going to rub some people that listen to this no, the wrong way. For the people that do not know, the sport of choice is lacrosse in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Yes, unequivocally. It's always been a thing where I've always been a fan. I've always tried to, like, it's like you can be a casual fan. Like, you can be, you can be a, I would say, like, you can be a diehard fan of other sports without, like, doing research and, like, knowing numbers and stuff. But baseball is such a statistical game that even to be, like, you can be a casual fan and just watch. But, like, even to be, like, a more, like, like to be even considered, like, a little bit of an in-depth fan, you have to, like, do your research and, like, look up, like, understand numbers and statistics mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I've, I've always tried to, you know, do that. Always watch the Red Sox whenever they're on, even if it's just, like, I'm not doing anything and I'll be, like, doing work on my computer or something like that. You know, it's an, it's an easy easy thing to have on in the background and then going to games obviously i mean nothing compares is going to a baseball game yes yeah you and i have attended baseball games together and yeah and the the game experience itself is uh not really something that other sports can have it's like no you know it's hard to describe because it's like you get the entire experience that you can't get on tv like on tv exactly you can't see the entire play that's happening Whereas in no. football, you see all the 20, you see 20 mm-hmm. guys on the screen, you know, you know exactly what's happening. It's like, Oh, I can see that guy going for the router. Like he, like he just broke the defender off of him or whatever. Sorry. My football talk is not up to date. <laughs> football season starts Sunday. We're getting ready. It does. I'm very excited. But so I, I got to work on that. But in baseball terms, like you can see guys shifting uh, when you're at the field, like, you know if a guy's stealing a base. It, there's so many things that go on in baseball at the ballpark that you don't get otherwise. Um, yeah, and even even outs, I would say that baseball is like even outside of professional baseball, which is I mean like I mean not including look outside of the MLB, I guess I should say like I mean minor league baseball is easily like we have um there's a team the Greenville Drive where actually it's funny and. Greenville, South Carolina, which is a little, uh, it's a little city in the upstate of South Carolina. It's about an hour south of Charlotte, um, right on 85. And they have the Greenville Drive, which are the single A affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. Um, And even those, like those games are like, you know, there's, there's minor league baseball that's accessible pretty much wherever you go in the country, which is really cool. Cause I mean, it's like, you don't have to go like our, the closest major league team to me for the majority of the past four years has been the Atlanta Braves, but that's two hours and you got to go to Atlanta. You got to, you know, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's fun. It's like a fun place to go and it's a fun sport to be a part of. Whereas like, yeah, like you said, like football, I mean, college football, it's like college football, I would say is way more of an environment where you want to be in it. But like, yeah, sometimes the NFL, like even like, you know, the, obviously the, um, I guess now the Washington football team, would be the closest like accessible thing. And it's just like, I don't even want to go. I mean, it's just, I don't even like it's, I would rather honestly sit at home with a beer that I can get out of a case that I paid $17 for than like drink one $9 beer and like have to go all the way to FedEx field park, like deal with everything. And then after the game, it's like, you know, they probably lost. So <laughs> leaving is an absolute nightmare. And it's, it's just, like, I mean, even Patriots games, it's just so much of a production. Whereas, I mean, baseball is just the accessibility, I would say, is such a big draw and like how fun it is. 
Because you yeah. can know nothing about the game and you can still like I would challenge anyone to go to a minor league baseball game. It doesn't even have to be dollar beer night. I mean, it can. Like I, I would encourage you to go on dollar beer yeah. night, but it doesn't even have to be dollar beer night. Like I would challenge you to go to a minor league baseball game and try not to have fun. Yeah, no, the minor league games are a fun experience. I and going back to the football aspect, I lived walking distance from Heinz Field in Pittsburgh for the last four years, going on five years now. And I've been to one game and I did not have fun. It was a playoff game. And I was just like, this is, I can't see anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> granted, we didn't have good seats because college. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, still, like, it's not as good of an experience as sitting with all your buddies in one room watching the TV. And, no. But in baseball, it's far better. I think the atmosphere wise, but yes, college football is its own experience. And that is the most fun I think you can have at a sporting event. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I would, if you ever get the chance to can speak from personal experience, if you ever get the chance to go to a Clemson football game, I would highly recommend it. You will not regret it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good environments out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even like, obviously I'm biased toward Clemson, but like yeah. I, I, there's so much tradition and stuff, but that's the way, I mean, that's the way it is with baseball too. Speaking of tradition, there is a lot of tradition within the Boston Red Sox, along with some of the big names that were in there. So did you have favorite players? Like who were the guys you were rooting for year in, year out? Well, I think, you know, the first and most obvious one that comes to mind is um, I was a freshman in college. I was 18 years old. You know, I was on my own. I was in the midst of pledging the fraternity, and I absolutely – unequivocally cried like a little girl when David Ortiz retired. I will full hand to God admit that like he, I mean, cause he was like, like growing up watching the Red Sox for me, he was the Boston Red Sox. Yes. I mean, it was just kind of like Tom Brady growing up watching him was the New England Patriots. Like he, David Ortiz was the Boston Red Sox. And I think to quote, I, I believe Joe Buck after he hit the grand slam in, I think it was game two against the Tigers in 2013 yes. where it was, Tory Hunter flipped over the wall. Yeah, yeah. Tory Hunter flipping over, and the the cop is like like putting <laughs> yes, his arms yeah. up. Like I I I I don't. I would challenge you. Even like now, I think looking retrospectively, you can say all time. I would challenge you to because I mean you have like the greats. I mean you have like Reggie Jackson's obviously Mister October. Yeah. yeah, but they yeah I love I love the expression that Reggie Jackson's Mister October, and then David Ortiz is Senior October because he was just like. <laughs> Like I, I would challenge you to find a more clutch hitter in the postseason. Let alone like a more like he, he's just one of those guys where he just has such a big personality and he just so much like I would say he became the like the Boston Red Sox. You know what I mean? I mean the Red Sox obviously have a long, long, long line of very, very, very notable players, whether it be like Carl Yastrzemski or even like Ted Williams, you know, one of the greatest players the, the game has ever seen. Uh-huh. And, you know, he, he was, I think, the perfect person to kind of carry that torch. And I, I think one of, honestly, one of the other best things that he did, and I think obviously Jason Veritek and Alex Rodriguez can help with this, but he kind of really reignited the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry yes. that has since, I mean, it kind of died out a little bit and, Still, I mean, the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees have just kicked the Red Sox ass this year. I mean, as as much as it pains me to say it, I don't think anyone can watch the the game without saying yeah. that. But I mean, it it reignited that, and that. I mean, you can't really say enough about that. I mean, life's more fun when you're actively hating the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I think 
David Ortiz, people might say this is his most important moment as a member of the Red Sox in the Boston community was yeah. after the Boston bombing when he gave his speech and he said, this is our bleeping city. Yeah. There's Boston on our chest. Like, I think people yeah. said that's his most important moment as he Oh, yeah, easily, easily. I would, I would 100% say that. And because it was just like, it was the perfect way to say it. <laughs> it exactly. He said what everybody was feeling. Exactly. Know? He said what everyone was feeling. I think his only mistake was not throwing in a uh, a guy after there. Like <laughs> this is an effing city guy. Like he didn't he didn't <laughs> he didn't say that. No, but no, but in all in all seriousness, yeah. I, I mean, I remember watching that and being like, yeah, you know what? Like, I mean, I obviously my I didn't grow up there, but my like all my family did. I, my cousins were at the Boston Marathon. I used to go every year with my grandparents because they would run, like the route went right along where my grandparents lived. It was right up the street from them. Thankfully, they were nowhere near. I think they had actually already left at that time. But yeah, no, I mean, and then obviously that year they had the, the logo with the Boston That's Strong in the outfield and they went on to, they went on to win. But yeah, no, I, I would definitely say that he, he was just like, he was the Red Sox. Um, other favorite players, I always liked Jason Veritek. Oh yeah, the captain, man, the captain. Yeah, the captain, exactly. Which, which most people, because you would, most people don't know that they would assume that it would be Ortiz, but yeah, Jason Veritek growing up was always great. You know, watching him punch Aaron in the face never gets old. <laughs> uh, Manny, I mean, what can you say about that? He, what he's what now, like forty nine, and he just signed to a team, I think, in Australia. Yeah, it's just um, Manny being Manny, man. <laughs> yeah, Manny being Manny, you know, going into the going into the Green Monster and like during the middle of an inning, it's just like, dude, like, what are you doing? But, Catching like, you know, a ball with yeah, less like, than two outs, runners on base, climbing up the wall, high fiving a fan in Baltimore, and then turning around and throwing it back to him. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? I mean, don't get me wrong. He definitely like watching him. Sometimes it would just be like, I. I can't believe he just did that like you know you just get a headache from watching it but then other times it would just be like oh my god i can't believe he just did that yeah not not to mention the fact that he also hit like two close to 250 home runs in just uh five or six seasons there yeah it was like something stupid (laughs) like yeah he was on a different level and then um kind of transitioning to the more i'm trying to think of good because the Sox kind of rebuilt i would say in between well they they you know they they had their consistent players, but I'm trying to think more bridge players. Uh, Dustin Pedroia, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. you can't say enough. You can't say enough about PD. Like, I think one of the most consistent, like, hardworking nose to the grindstone. Always loved him. And then uh, more recently, Andrew Benatendi. I absolutely love Andrew Benatendi. Yeah, no, he he's a fun guy to watch. Unfortunately, I think he just got shut down for the yeah, rest. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, yeah, he's out for the rest of the season with his rib injury. I mean, he was having an atrocious. I think I, I think he was. Four, four for, for 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, Something atrocious, yeah. And, like, 11 walks. And just, like – but, I, I mean, I would argue that he has some of the best, if not the best hair in the MLB. I think you got to put Dansby Swanson up there. And then – we're going to get into this in, the, in a little bit, but the 2018 AL MVP, who is no longer a member of the Boston Red Sox, was easily one of my favorite players. Yeah, generational talent for sure. Yeah, you don't have to remind me. <laughs> I also love Jackie Bradley Jr., which is funny because he's a South Carolina graduate. And obviously that's our Clemson's biggest rival. But, you know, JBJ is like a really, really fun guy to watch. I don't think he's, I don't think he's gone a week without making some ridiculous like diving catch that made it on like SportsCenter Top 10 and like they replay for the entire week. Yeah, man, Jackie Bradley Jr., 
his walking headline is oh my goodness like or yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly i can't believe he just did that yeah oh geez uh who else oh man there were some other great red Sox. yeah uh, yeah i miss i'm missing a ton no you know, para yes he was before you he um, got so yeah he like i mean he got traded in 2004 jd drew was a guy mm-hmm. i i you know i loved watching in 2013 was koji Uhara, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was I mean, I don't know if you remember, I think I think it was I can't it was game three against the Cardinals. I think he actually picked I can't remember who picked off he picked off first. Colton Wong to end the game. Yeah, yeah, he picked like in a World Series game. It was yeah. just like, oh my god, this guy's got like brass balls. And then <laughs> it's funny because you you compare that World Series run to Craig Kimbrell in 2018 when I swear to God I needed heart pills next to me. Oh gosh. He would, and it was, it was, he was so money the whole season. Like he would never like rarely gave up even like base runners, let alone runs. And then in the, yeah. like, I, I swear he just, I, I think he actually got some kind of sick enjoyment out of playing with like, you know what? I, it's a three run lead. I think I'm just going to go ahead and throw two great base runners on and like, kind of like, you know, make it fun for myself. Meanwhile, I'm literally sitting at like my apartment, pulling my hair out because <laughs> the Astros have one of the most dangerous lineups in the entire MLB and we went into the ninth with a good lead. And he's just like, no, I think I'm going to make it interesting. Like, no, please, please don't. Yeah. Like, Andrew Benintendi saved the day on that one. That was my phone screensaver for a while. That picture of him just like coming up with the ball. Yeah. There, I mean, there, there, yeah, I'm, there are way too many that I'm, I'm not listing. I would also say more recently, I loved Rick Porcello when he was playing well. Yeah. He always um, just found a way to win. Yeah, he did. Like weirdly, just like, won the Cy Young out of nowhere. I think he was, he was like, I think he was 23 and four that year. So like five or something like something ridiculous. Like it was just like, it was just like Rick Porcello won a Cy Young. Like (laughs) I remember seeing that. I mean, I knew his numbers were good, but I was just like, I look back and I was like, Oh my God, he did go 23. I think it was 23 and five. But yeah, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of names that I know I'm missing, but I would definitely say, I mean, I don't know that you'll find any Red Sox fan who, has watched, you know, the game and literally anywhere from the time he got traded to the Red Sox, the time he retired, that wouldn't say David Ortiz is the face of the Red Sox. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. Oh, I would also like to throw an honorable mention, uh, Kevin Millar. Yes. That guy's hilarious. I love that guy. He's so funny. He's so funny. He's uh his quote kind of became the rallying cry cry cry, cry in two thousand four. He's just like, oh, why not yeah. us? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, just a just a bunch of idiots was probably the best, like one of the I think one of the best mantras that as I mean as I can remember in sports. Yeah, Not, I, I mean, again, obviously I'm biased, but yeah, no, no, it, it is up there. Um, I can't even think of another team. The uh, the Nat my Nationals had uh, last year's Los Viejos, the old guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was <laughs> that was cool to see. That was really cool to see as someone who, you know, I've lived in this area for my entire life and. Oh, 2005, right? Was when they came, or was it 2003? When did they come back? Oh, the Nationals, uh, their first season was 2005 in Washington. Yeah, yeah, and just, like, kind of seen it, and, you know, last year, like, no one, like, they came out of the gate, started rough, and no one was expecting them to do anything, and then it it was, I was happy for, you know, you and all of our other friends. Mm -hmm. Um, That was cool to watch, and I mean, how can you not enjoy watching Juan Soto? I mean, that guy's, that guy's the real deal. He like, is one of the most enjoyable players, I think. Oh, easily. Day by day. And, and like, 
like you mentioned the other day, you know, looking at it, it's just like, damn it, that guy's younger than me. Yes. Like oh, he's yeah. <laughs> he's younger than me and he's just, you know, he's taking ninety eight mile an hour fastballs the other way and I'm sitting I'm sitting at home like playing Xbox he's with no pants on. Four hundred and sixty foot homers versus Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole in the World Series and I yeah. nachos again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Uh, but anyway, the real reason you wanted to be on the show, I think I'll just let you take it away. He's cracking his knuckles. Let's hear it, Riley. I will. Okay. So the, I, I don't know what it is with Boston sports and ownership. And you can exclude, like very obviously can exclude Robert Kraft because he's, you know what Robert Kraft does is he steps out of the way. He steps out of the way and he trusts his GM and he trusts his coach. Jacobs, the Bruins owner, is like was I think the last owner to end up giving his employees a stimulus package during like the the coronavirus pandemic. But John Henry, let's let's talk about John Henry, the owner of the Red Sox. The owner of the Red Sox. Yes, you. He came on. I remember we because I remember sitting actually like probably right here in 2013 watching the post game because you know they have everyone on the field for the trophy presentation for the when they won yeah. and it was just like who the hell is this like you watch him and they said owner it was just like you could just tell that this guy has no idea anything about his own team like you don't he didn't know anything you could tell that this guy was disconnected but you know fine they're winning they have a good young core. That was really when Xander Bogart started to make a name for himself was the 2013 World Series. Yes. You know, and they, they, they drafted well. They have a good farm system in place. Um, and, you know, you, then you started to see guys come up like Andrew Benatani, Jackie Bradley Jr. And the one thing that I thought that he would never do. So, I mean, in 2017, I think that was 2017 when they were the worst team in the league or was that? I think it might have been twenty four. Was that twenty? Was that twenty twelve? Another one. Fifteen. Yeah, they were. They were years like single digit can count on one hand removed from being the worst team in the league, and they put together this roster. And it wasn't like it was a roster that they had built because you you know you see teams at the trade deadline sometimes you know they go out and they'll get like a big name player, and it's very obvious you're here to do one thing. You're here to win a World Series. You're here to win us a World Series this year. This isn't going to be anything, but it's not like they even did that. They went out, they got David Price, they got Chris Sale, they had a good offensive group, and Mookie Betts. Let, let's just let's just talk about Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, like you said, I could not have said it better myself. A generational talent, a, literally a guy who you will not most likely see a player of his caliber again for years at a minimum, if not, let's say, I mean, I'm willing to say decades, like a guy who won the AL MVP MVP in 2018. I think he was hitting, he was hitting 350 or some like something very close to 350. Like, not to mention like one of the best defensive players in the league. At I mean, I would argue at times as good as if not better than Mike Trout. And I I remember seeing you know last year obviously the Red Sox didn't have a great year, but it's not like I mean it's not like the pieces still weren't there, and that's why like I understand. And it's it's so annoying because you always see like the Red Sox writers, they 
agree with the team when they're not supposed to, and they disagree with them when they're supposed to, you know, they don't give them a vote of confidence when they're doing well. But then like once everything starts to go down the tubes, it's like, Oh, well, like Dan Shaughnessy just published this article about how like these years, Red Sox might be actually better than the 2018 Red Sox. It's like, shut up. No, they're not. (laughs) The 2018 Red Sox were like one of like, they won 108 games. They were one of the best teams of like, not even like they're obviously the best team of the year, but they're one of the best teams of the decade. And to see them go from that, I mean, they obviously had an off year in 2019. I don't think there's any question about that, but to see them go from that to this and then Mookie bets, just, I struggle to find the word. And it's not even like, I mean, like it was the return on it was okay, but it's not even like, I mean, if they had gotten players that would have still like produced the same as Mookie, I still would have just been like, I'm still just floored. It's yeah. and it came down to they just they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay someone who you knew what money. I mean, you saw Bryce Harper go to Philadelphia, you saw Manny Machado go to San Diego, you saw Nolan Arenado resign with the Rockies. You knew what he was gonna get. And you knew that I don't like like going to arbitration, I don't even know what the Red Sox would have said. Like, I don't even know how you could not. Give. I think he did end up getting record deals in arbitration. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, oh. and even like outside of him being a generational talent and someone who is going to be like, I, I mean, he, it was like, you know, Red Sox, it was him and Aaron Judge, you know, it was like, the Red Sox Yankees was finally back. They had two of the best young players in the league, like guys that were fun and exciting to watch, you know, outside of, I would say the the Astros, I would say probably the two and the, you know, the Indians have been good for the last couple of years, but I would like the two most fun players, two of the most fun players in the AL to watch, you know, I just got to give Mike Trout his dues. Yeah. Um, but like easily. And just like, uh like a genuinely a cool guy like someone who if I, I was growing up now like playing baseball I don't like he's someone that I would want like to be like and like you know just like dripping dripping with swagger you know the whole like his salt bay thing and like just make I mean makes highlight plays after highlight plays and he can bowl like, <laughs> like, he can bowl yeah he's like weirdly <laughs> like a professional caliber bowler and Good. just one of like like I mentioned, I have, I have a good friend who works for the team. Just one, like one of the nicest guys in the world would go out of his way to, you know, like give back to the community and like always take time for fans and stuff like that. And just to, to not want to pay the guy, it just, and it's not like this is a new thing. And it's not like this is something that was that much of a surprise that they would mess it up so badly. And it's not like they're like the Tampa Bay Rays, like they have money. So exactly. And it's, it's just like, I don't, I don't. And obviously now with Mitch Moreland being sent away, you know, they're bringing in pros, they're bringing in a lot of prospects. Like we mentioned earlier, they just signed like Ben attendee for the rest of the year. It's very obvious, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to play again. I saw that that was it's up in the serious. Air. Yeah. yeah. It's up in the air with his heart condition, which, you know, I mean, you feel terrible, terrible for the guy, but it's, it's, almost as if they to me committed to going to a rebuild when they're less than two years removed from winning a world series winning the most games in baseball and having a roster that 
you know, like do damage was the 2018 mantra. And it's like, what, like, what are you doing? I think that, and it's very frustrating. Um, if I can offer some thoughts to try and help you, I know it's not going to help. Um, but (laughs) the thinking now in a lot of major league offices is if we can't win the world series, if we don't think we can do it, it makes no sense to try and win 85 games. We should try and lose as many games as possible, pay the least amount possible for a roster, and then try and get good prospects to back it up. Exactly. And it's not like they haven't been racking up a lot of – like, I mean, they got some good prospects in the Mookie, like the deal. But it's it's just so much more – and thank God – he didn't go to the Yankees because I don't know what I would have. If I saw him yeah. wearing pinstripes playing at Yankee Stadium, I, I, I don't know what I would have done. I genuinely don't know what I would have done. I mean, thank, thank God he ended up going out to the Dodgers. Who I mean, like I would love to see. Like I would love to see him get more World Series. But it just, it just so much reminds me of what they did with John Lester, where I don't know why. Oh, yeah. They think that they can, you know, oh, we'll just give him away now for cash or prospects or whatever. And then he's a free agent and he'll sign. It's like, no, like, like, do you, it almost to me seems like sometimes the front office, I mean, and when ownership won't pay guys, it almost to me seems like sometimes they just like the mindset is literally just like, we're the Red Sox. They'll come back. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's very it can be very frustrating as a fan it's like no 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 no. he's talented he can help us win games now exactly he likes it here now just offer some deal that you know he'll probably sign for just keep him around like (laughs) And, and it's just like i don't like i don't understand why they didn't think that he was worth it like you said it's not like they're the rays or it's not like they're the like athletics they have money they sell out every game like, exactly. They saw every. They're one of the oldest, most storied franchises in MLB history. I think, I believe Henry is part of an ownership group that also owns a majority stake in uh, Liverpool in the Barclays Premier League, if I'm not mistaken, which is one of their most like profitable franchises. So it's not. I, I mean, even like, like outside of that, it's not like you said. It's not like the team doesn't generate enough revenue to pay these guys. It's not like they like. It's not like money has ever been an issue. I mean, it's like you know, you always think about. You talk about the Yankees, how their payroll is miles long, and they can give anybody anything, and they have, and they will, and that's just always the way it's going to be. But it's not like the Red Sox are like, oh, we like we're struggling for cash. You know, we can't afford to sign guys to three, four, even like five year deals. It's like, oh, it's so frustrating. And even to, to, I would say more so, I mean, you can't underestimate the loss of what kind of like that kind of uh, talent does to the team, but even just the, like Mookie, the guy, I mean, he's just so like such a good locker room guy, such a. Yeah. Like if I had like a superstar, if I wanted a superstar, it it might be Mookie, you know, he's a good character guy, talented player. He'll go out there and play every day. Like I want Mookie lineup, Mookie bets in my lineup. (laughs) Yeah, it and and it's like, like I said, you think about growing up now. Like, if you're a little kid now playing baseball, who would you want to be? Like, you probably want to be like Aaron Judge. You would want to be like Mike Trout. I I don't mean to list all AL guys. It's just, you know, you'd want to be like you'd want to be like Juan Soto, like Acuna and Mookie Betts. I would easily throw on that list, maybe more toward the top. Yeah, and it's just like you let him walk. I mean, 
they got it's him and I, I I actually was in favor of letting Price go. I think Price performed well, and I think for what he was brought in to do. But I think that I, I have no issues with that. I mean, obviously he kind of David Price didn't want to be there any longer. I don't no, think. no, 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 no. I would I yeah. Um, and I mean, he played like he finally broke his playoff curse in 2018. You know, he played well, but I, I mean, I have no problem with letting him go. Yeah, but, but like M- Mookie, it's just, and I literally remember sitting there and like talking to my friends, and I like, I literally, I remember like being like, there's no way they're going to let him go, right? Like, they, they have to sign him. And what even hurts more is the prevailing wisdom was Mookie Betts is going to go to free agency. So that's why it's like he's not going to sign an extension, but then he gets traded and then signs an extension. And it's yeah. just, uh, yeah. It's, it, it, and I, and it was I, all in the name of getting under the luxury tax threshold. Like, come on, you're a billionaire. Exactly. It's like, like I, I cannot remember a year that I've been alive and watching baseball that the Yankees haven't gone over the luxury tax. And it's just like, what, like, what do you like? Who do you think you're competing against here? You have to spend big money to stay relevant, and it's not like the guy doesn't deserve it. I mean, like he's I actually more like than the money he's probably going to get. Yeah, no, easily. <laughs> I, I mean, I think how many years does Juan Soto have? Let's see, it's his third year, so he has another five years left. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably like, you know, given like assuming that he stays on the current trajectory that he's on, which I don't see him getting off of like he'll he'll get big big money mm-hmm. like it's not like Mookie's not it's not like there aren't like it's unrealistic to think that there aren't going to be bigger deals yeah and like, like the Red Sox had already year. gotten so much value from him in the year that he won the MVP in exactly he was worth close to a hundred million dollars and they were only paying him 10 million dollars like yeah, for like what like, he brought in terms of revenue like the guy uh, it made no sense like what it's and it's it's my thing is like what do you expect like why do you expect you're not going to have to pay these guys we want you to like i guarantee you like charge more for games charge more for revenue it's like it's not that they need to but like charge more for like like ball caps charge more for like t-shirts you know uniform it's just like we like the red sox fans want this guy in boston and they just you know they say like yeah sorry like we got to stay under luxury tax like no you don't do do whatever do whatever you need to do. And I mean, obviously now it's just total rebuilding mode. I was very, I was sad to see Mitch Moreland go. I think he played, I mean, he was a great player for the Sox, but I think that's just very apparent that the direction they're going is just younger, you know, prospects, like younger guys. I think, um, oh, what's his name? Tristan, like uh, Tristan Cassis. Did you see that? I think it was last night. He, uh, I, I don't know if it was last night. He, Got hit, he got hit by a pitch, declined, declined first, and then I think hit a home run the very next pitch. Uh, I think this? it uh, in the Sox game. Oh my gosh! I think it was his. I think it was his first game. I'm not mistaken. So it's like they have like they're bringing in good players and they're bringing in good prospects, but there was just no reason not to pay him. There was no reason at all not to pay him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's and it, <sighs> it's not even like like to, so. I I actually I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, and it's just like even even 
you're like you're not a Red Sox fan, but even you're just like, what like what the hell? <laughs> like what are they doing? And it's not even like this it was a situation where I I obviously I've been to my fair share of Red Sox games, but I have been to a lot of Nationals games, you know, whether it be with you or like our other friends or even like growing up going with like friends growing up and I always thought Bryce Harper was I always thought Bryce Harper was overrated. I didn't think he performed when he needed to. I think the fact that they I mean, it's not to say he's not good. Like, the guy's yeah. one of the best players in the league, but I don't think he was what people made him to be. And, I mean, obviously, Nationals got rid of him and won a World Series the next year. And, like, you look at what he got in Philadelphia. I mean, and that contract was absurd. 13 I, years. But he, he's been worth it because they sell so much. Because yeah, exactly. Because puts his face out there so much, which gives the impression that he is should be worth more because he's – arguably one of the faces of the well he is one of the faces of the league oh yeah no i don't think how much how much he's in commercials how much he puts himself out there so he gives off the impression that she should be the best player in baseball exactly no and i i don't like and i don't yes and the hair and the personality yeah like obviously it's like it's you're getting the whole package and i mean you saw what he got in philadelphia first of all 13 years no opt-out is absurd that's some kind of faith there (laughs) yeah that that is some kind of this is our guy. You remember when the Phillies thought they were going to get Mike Trout? That was <laughs> yes. hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I know, I know your, I know your buddy's a Phillies fan, but that was really funny. Yeah, the Harper in his introductory press conferences talk about, yeah, there's a guy coming off the books and uh, out in California in a couple of years. We'll get him over here. Two weeks later, Mike Trout signs an extension. Yeah, his forties. But it's it's even just like. <laughs> Like you, like you said, like you're not even like with Bryce Harper, you're getting, he puts, you know, he puts asses in seats. He puts like his face out there. You can sell him. Yeah. Even, that, even that's where his value comes from. Yeah. But it's like Mookie, you it's can both. sell him. You can do all that stuff. And by and the way, good. <laughs> really good. He's the 2018 AL MVP. He was injured last year, but he was coming off a year where he was, I, I mean, he was hitting, I think it was 350 or something very close. He hit 346 um, in 2018, on base 438, slugging 640, batting average and slugging led league OPS plus of 186. He had 32 homers, 47 doubles, wow, and 129 runs scored. He won the all. He was an All Star, won the MVP, won a Gold Glove, won the Silver Slugger. The guy was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, I don't. He was the best player in the league. Like, I, I don't think that that's an absurd statement to make. And just, I, I just, I, I mean, I, there's only so much that I can talk about this without having an aneurysm, but I, I just, like, I, I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. We actually, you remember, we, uh, Trout and I went to the 2018 MLB All Star game, uh, red yes. carpet. Yes. And we, we uh, saw him. I still have that video on my phone. Yeah. Uh, Riley and I, uh, my dad somehow got tickets to the red carpet show before the all-star game. I think it was before the home run derby actually. Yes. Yes. I think it was the day before. Or no, I think it, it might've been on the, no, it was on the all-star game. Yeah. The red carpet show before the all-star game. Okay. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And so that, that's just an experience in itself. You got uh, all these guys just walking up with uh, their wives or whatever. Uh, my personal highlight for that wasn't getting the autograph. <laughs> From uh, Salvador Perez. No, it was seeing uh, Justin Verlander with uh, Kate Upton there. That that was the highlight for me. I was just going to bring that up. I thought I thought your uh, <laughs> I thought your heart was going to bulge out of your chest. Oh come on! Which, don't get me wrong. 
Everybody. Like, I'm not I'm not saying I didn't feel the same way. Uh, like I saw I saw Mookie, I saw Chris Sale, and uh I think I believe Mitch Moreland was an all star that year as well, if I'm not mistaken. He might have been. Wow. I, I'm fairly certain that he was. But yeah, that was that was that was definitely a moment that I will never forget being let's call it fifteen feet from Kate up. I probably like ten feet actually, probably closer. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a cool thing and like all these guys just stars and they're that yeah. walking around. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely a cool experience. Yeah, and it's funny because they came up and like, you know, the other players would come up and be like, Oh Mookie or like Aaron Judge or whatever, but like Justin Relander walks out and everyone's like, Where's Kate? Yes. <laughs> and like she showed up and it was and like everyone just went like crazy and we were like we love you like just but meanwhile being like completely she paid no mind to anyone it was like almost a bit scary like justin Raylander at least was like waving to people but she was yeah. just like straight ahead like here it was a hot day i'm gonna go it was, it was a hot day it was a very hot day yeah we got uh we got poured on i think leaving um but yeah it, it's just like it's not like they had a 2018 team that was so unbelievably good and now in 20 i mean they're i I don't know if you've seen it on twitter but there's been it's um they have a sign in the outfield i can't remember what it's some or i actually think i think it's actually right behind my plate and i can't remember what restaurant it is or it might actually be the ballpark but it's like red Sox win kids eat free and every couple of weeks they'll just be like please the children are starving like haven't eaten in months and it's just like they're not even like I, watching them is just, yeah. and I, I'm not, I'm not, not to say that they would be the best team in baseball or like not even necessarily like competitive when Mookie was there, like if Mookie was there, but like they would be better, like they would be more fun to watch. They would like, I think the overall spirit of the team would be like more positive. I mean, it, and it's you know this year. I mean, whoever wins the World Series this year, not to say it doesn't count, but like. It's just so – it's going to be so different. I mean, like, that's the case for all sports. It's just going to be so different. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone – like, I, it's it's not surprising that kind of people aren't as invested as they would normally be. Like, even, like, going – like, not to say the players aren't invested, but, you know, it's just – it's hard. It's different. But still, I mean, it's just, like, watching – like, being able to have watched that guy play in a Red Sox uniform and now knowing that he's locked up in L.A., it's just like, oh, it makes your head hurt. Yeah, it really, I, really does. Sorry, I know I just ranted for like twenty minutes, but I, it was that, that's exactly what you wanted to come on here and do. <laughs> yeah, I put uh, I put fire John Henry in my comment. I think uh, yes, <laughs> yes you did. And you know, I, it's just now you can like uh, the direction the team is looking at taking is obviously the which isn't like Mookie wasn't even old, but obviously they got rid of David Price, they got rid of Mitch Moreland. They are most of the trade deals and signings these days seem to come in the form of prospects and they still have like a fairly young core bogarts is um how old is bogarts let's look that up uh he's i think he's 26 or 27 but i think he might only have one year left on his contract after this Yeah, 27 you're right but yeah rafael devers is uh yeah devers devers is devers is very young ben attendee's young jbj is not old yeah um he's not young but he's not old they got uh Christian Vasquez behind the plate. I like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. Um, and then, uh, I actually this guy coming up, Bobby Dahlbeck. He's starting to hit a little bit. And then obviously Alex Verdugo. Uh, yeah. He was like the guy that was billed as like, oh, like, you know, like he's gonna like he's what we traded for. Like obviously they got prospects as well. But it's just like 
you know, like, I don't, like, I don't want to watch him. I want to watch Mookie. Mm-hmm. And it's also just like, he's just like not a great guy. He got some off the, off the field issues, which, you know, I, I mean, it's not my, like, it's not my place to judge anyone, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Michael Chavis, you know, started to kind of come alive last year who I has a personal, a personal spot in my heart. Cause he was actually, he never played at Clemson, but he had committed to Clemson as a high schooler. And then, Went, just went straight to the minors yeah and so and um you know like this guy we were talking about uh tristan casas but like it's just like still i i see the direction they were trying to take but yeah. to me it's a direction they could have taken while also giving mookie what he was worth yeah. because this yeah. says to me like if you like you know knock on wood it by somehow by the hand of god you find another mookie bets are you gonna pay him like are they are they gonna are, are they gonna pay guys what they're worth? Because if not, it's not even like it's not only is it obviously you're not gonna keep the guys because they're gonna go elsewhere, but it's harder to attract people in free agency because they know they're not gonna get as much money as they would if they go somewhere else. By the way, other destination that you know will pay you is down the road in New York. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's just it makes my head hurt. It's just frustrating. Well, if there's anything to look forward to, it's the last two weeks of the baseball season. I think overall it's going to be a lot of fun. Teams are going to be shifting in and out of playoff positions. Somebody that we don't expect is going to make the playoffs, I think. Oh, agreed. Uh, the Marlins are freaking right in it. It's crazy to see. The, the Orioles have a chance. The Mariners have a chance. The Tigers have a chance. It's Yeah, how about the, uh, how about the Yankees – fighting for a playoff spot right now yeah that is absurd uh six games back to back of first or two games back on the blue jays yeah i i love what the blue jays are doing i i think they're doing it the correct way they went in on the deadline and i'm a big fan of that yeah i am too see i i, I think that someone i think that the national i think that for the first time i mean obviously you know you don't we don't only really have to i'm sure that you have listeners of the podcast are tired enough of hearing about the Astros. I'm not even going to get into that, but I think that it's, it's going to be a cool year. Cause I think like you said, someone unexpected is going to make the playoffs. And I think someone unexpected might win the world series. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it would be great. I think it would still leave the nationals as the, tw- as the reigning world series champs. <laughs> Cause people wouldn't be taking it so seriously, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure Last year was definitely one of the best years in recent memory to uh, win. Um, it, it was absurd, yeah. Uh, do you have a World Series pick <laughs> this year? Oh, You're trying not to say the Dodgers. <laughs> I'm really trying not to say the Dodgers. You know you know my heart's out there. I guess I'll, I'll stay true to – I'll stay true to the AL. I think – you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I might actually – as I know that you have you have taken underdogs in big games before, as I know that you we talked about when uh, we unfortunately played LSU this year in the national championship. I'm I might actually take the Blue Jays and I might put my money where my mouth is and I might put a nice put some nice futures action on them. Wow. Um, I was expecting I think, something like the White Sox or something, but the Blue Jays. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I like I like that they've gone in on the deadline. If obviously if I had to, I would pick the dot. I would pick the Dodgers is would be my like, no, yeah. It'd be my like, no, no sense. You know, I also, uh, you know who I like a lot right now is the athletics. They are. I think that, 
I think that the A's are a fun team to watch. I think that that's a good market to watch. I mean, I think the Dodgers fans would pull their hair out if the A's won before before they were able to. Yeah. Any, but I think that if any team won before they did, I think they might be yeah. pulling their hair out. <laughs> Honestly, this year, as long as it's not the Astros and as long as it's not Yankees, I like. Yeah. I'm 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 okay with I'm okay with. Do you have a World Series pick? Well, before the season, I picked the Cincinnati Reds to win the World Series. I do remember that. So basically, all of my selections this year are completely wrong. I picked the Yankees to win the East. I picked the twins to win the central they have a chance but they're not in first um, yeah. and i picked the astros to win the west uh, and the national league side of things i picked the nationals to win the east the cardinals to win the central and the dodgers to win the west so i'm one for six so essentially fade all my selections don't listen <laughs> my mvp picks are nowhere close my cy young award picks nowhere close Just, yeah don't listen to me um, <laughs> um I, but yeah so you know- I, if I, I had actually like it now, I think I might choose somebody like I don't know, like the White Sox. Don't sleep on the Phillies; they have a really good lineup and decent starting pitching. But the Dodgers are looking good. The Padres are fun as well. I don't know. Padres are fun to watch. How would you like to be? As much as I don't like him, I think obviously it goes without saying that Red Sox fans and Manny Machado have a bit of a strained relationship. But how would you like to be him getting paid what he paid? playing for the Padres, living in San Diego for the entire year. Oh, my gosh. I, I would have taken half of his deal with with his town just to be in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 he won that. He won that. Oh, without question. I, he, his deal is worth more than Harper's deal in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know who I – and you are not going to like this, and I know that a lot of – a lot of our friends are not going to like this, but you know who I would actually like to see win is um, none other than the Atlanta Braves. Uh, yeah. I have, I have a lot of friends at school who are Atlanta Braves fans. I think, I mean, like, I think that they're just, like, I think that they're a fun team to watch. I mean, I think, like, Acuna and Albies are, like, two of the most fun players in the league. Freddie Freeman is one of the best. He was one of the most underrated players in the league. Oh, yeah, easily. And then, I mean, obviously, I think that delving into more of the non-baseball side of things, I think that Dansby Swanson might be one of the most <laughs> handsome people that I've ever seen in my entire life. But, yeah, I, I, I think that they're a fun, very fun team to watch. I think that Acuna – I think that watching – one of the most, like, things I'm looking forward to the most is watching Acuna go head-to-head against Soto. And the um, – and at least I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, big for time. hopefully, big hopefully time. many years to come. Yes, I hope so as well. <laughs> yeah, um, those those are two of the most fun people to watch. Oh yeah, easily. But yeah, I, I would. It, it would be cool to see them. Hopefully, their bullpen doesn't blow up in the playoffs like it normally does. Although I'm sure most Braves fans are counting on it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of teams that have a lot of problems this year, but it's yeah, all- it's it's going to be. I think if there's any year where an unexpected team like the Blue Jays, who I'm definitely going to regret saying that because watch, they're probably not even going to make the playoffs now. I I just had to, I had to do something out of left field, oh, um, yeah. so to speak. But I think that this is the year because things are so weird. And I actually, I wanted to get your take on something, but 
things are so weird that I think that this is would be the one year where a team just completely random can win. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think that they should do for the playoffs? Do you think that they should go to a bubble? Because I know there's been like prospects of that. Or yeah, I think that makes the most sense. It, it doesn't make sense for the regular season because of how many people are involved. But for something like the postseason, less teams could work. Do you think Manfred's going to go for it? I hope so. I think no. They already submitted a proposal to the players' association. I think they're just looking at it now. It, it's kind of. I haven't really heard too much about it, but I, I think it'd be fun <laughs> just hearing some of the stories that might come out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. I don't know, but playoff I, baseball yeah. is fun. I love it. I'm definitely definitely looking forward. We got to help. I think I saw today that I think the Masters Saturday is going to end and run up right against LSU Alabama, and then that Sunday – is going to run right into the 8.30 prime time. So, like, this this fall, it's like we didn't have sports for so long. It's just like now it's just show shoved in your face. Obviously, we got the MLB and NBA uh, – not MLB, excuse me, NHL and NBA playoffs going on right now. I haven't been able to watch oh, yeah. the NHL playoffs since my beloved Boston Bruins were bounced by Tampa. But I, 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 watched, I watched a little bit of game one. Yeah, it's going to be – it's going to definitely be a very fun and unique fall. I'm looking – I'm very much looking – forward to it i can't and, wait the 30 for 30 that comes out that's just entitled 2020 <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a 10-part documentary oh, yeah. they're, oh, they're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna milk it like they did the last dance yeah Sheesh. um i'm ready for it though i think it's i'm yeah i'm very ready for it it's like they i mean they they did a whole they did a whole uh 30 for 30 on what, what was that one day you know what i'm talking about Oh yeah, like June seventeenth, nineteen eighty, whatever. Nineteen yeah, something or another where like the OJ yeah. chase happened and like like just a bunch of like they if they if they can their content producers can pull an hour and a half out of that. I can't even imagine what they can get out of this entire year. Oh yeah. Well, I, yeah, I saw a thing today where it was like, do you remember the Kansas Kansas State bench clearing brawl that happened this year? No, I do not. It was like a big, but it was just like I was like, "Holy crap!" That was like 2020. I feel like I feel like this year has passed by. Oh, you know so what? Quick. I do remember that. Yeah, that, that happened this January. year. That happened this year. Wow. I feel like this year is both passed by at light speed, and also I've lived eight lives <laughs> at least in the time that, and it's it's September. It's, yes. but yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I would say that this is probably in recent memory this is easily one of the most wide open fields i mean obviously the dodgers look like a powerhouse coming out of the um nl but yeah i think that i mean the al i think is anyone's i think it's anyone's to win and even you know you could see the dodgers get upset if someone gets hot as long as the astros and the yankees don't win it that's it's all right yes and it doesn't it does not look like either of those things are going to uh are going to happen, thankfully. I mean, I'm not going to watch. I'm going to knock on wood right now because I'll jinx myself and the Yankees wind up winning the World Series, which would, by the way, just be the perfect cap on 2020 for me. It's just watching the Yankees win the World Series. But, yeah, I, th- I think I'm very much looking forward to watching a lot of playoff baseball. Yes, me as well. I think a lot of our listeners as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much, Riley. Uh, this was – it seemed more therapeutic uh, than anything else. <laughs> But I think uh, it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I I appreciate you listening uh, 
being a, a soundboard, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely glad I was able to come on and, um, you know, talk about frustrations for most of it. But, you know, I, it's, it's, I love the Red Sox, but my God, do I hate the Red Sox, um, which I'm sure you understand that feeling all too well as someone who's a Capitals fan. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, it all works itself out. Let's hope so. Um, but yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really uh, grateful for this opportunity. It was a lot of fun. Yes, very much so. I'm looking to uh, maybe we'll link back up after the Patriots win another Super Bowl or whatever it is. <laughs> Cam Newton's the truth. Oh gosh! All right. Get well, this, thank you. Get so this much. restart. <laughs>